Howdy! That's Texan for hello. This is Series 16 of Satisfied. The Series 16 podcast enhanced the Seek the Treasure Bible study covering the book of Ephesians in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at the treasure we receive of being rescued from darkness. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 3 of the Seek the Treasure Bible Study. We'll rejoice as we finger all the spiritual blessing jewels we have from Christ in our treasure chest. In Ephesus, the people would chase after anything that would give them protection from their scary world and guarantee what they considered to be a successful life. But when you look at all their superstitions, and the impotence of their religious practices, you quickly recognize that they were chasing fantasies. And every substitute power they tried took them further away from that which could really bless their lives. Chasing fantasies reminds me about the lure of the lottery or the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. Have you ever bought a lottery ticket or entered a game to win a huge jackpot? We do that because we want all the blessings of prosperity in one easy package. Wouldn't it be nice to have all those riches to enjoy? Chasing such fantasies is not a good thing. Our God says we don't have to chase fantasies. He offers us the best jackpot anyone could want. From the moment you say yes to Jesus and the relationship He offers you, you are brought to a place of blessing where you are lavished with treasure in Christ. I love that word, lavished. To lavish means to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. It's like those pictures of treasure chests so filled with coins and jewels that the treasure is just overflowing its sides. That's the kind of treasure we get from God, and you get it all at once as a package deal the moment you place your faith in Jesus Christ. It's part of your new grace-created identity in Christ. You get every spiritual blessing in Christ. Paul describes some of those spiritual riches that belong to you in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. As you read through those verses, it's like opening a treasure chest, picking up the jewels, and letting them cascade through your fingers, praising God for each one. Isn't that a beautiful word picture? Let's spend some time dwelling on these spiritual blessing jewels that are yours and mine. First, we need to know that we receive every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms. Ephesians 1.3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We receive every spiritual blessing in Christ because of Christ's finished work on the cross and His resurrection. You can read my podcast series on that, The Gospel, God's Cure for Our Fatal Sin Disease. These blessings are associated with something called the heavenly realms. Paul used this phrase five times in Ephesians. The heavenly realms are the unseen world of spiritual reality. It's a dimension we don't see. God and all angelic beings, both good and bad, operate in this unseen dimension. 
We learned about the powers there in lesson two. Anytime you ask God to heal someone or work in someone's life, you're thinking about that unseen world. When Christ was raised and ascended into heaven, he was exalted over all the powers there in the unseen world, the angels, the demons, and Satan. We saw that in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 through 22. We as believers, all of us, the whole church, join Christ there. In God's mind, that's where we are. We learned that from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. The church is God's display of his wisdom. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10 says that we are trophies of his grace on display to those powers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Because of his love for us, God chooses to lavish upon us every spiritual blessing he has to give. These are the jewels in our God-given treasure chests. Let's look at these blessing jewels as though they were individual gemstones. The first one is the blessing jewel of being chosen to be holy and blameless. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 says this, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. The whole concept of God choosing, who he chose, and why has been debated by theologians for years. The definition of the underlying Greek word translated chosen is what you'd expect it to be to pick out, select, to choose for oneself. Part of what God meant by his choosing will remain a mystery until he reveals it to us in heaven. But there are a few things we can know for sure about what chosen means or doesn't mean. Just from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, here's what we know the word chosen can mean. We know the word chosen can mean that God had a plan from the beginning for all believers to be in Christ and to be made holy and blameless in him. God put Christ and us together in his mind from the beginning. That was his plan. Once you and I believe in Christ, the Bible says that we are considered chosen from that moment forward. The significance in Ephesians is Paul's use of the word chosen to refer to Christians. Before Christ came, the Jews were the ones considered God's chosen people. Now we know God had another chosen people who were actually chosen first, before the creation of the world, before the Jews were selected. God's plan created a new people for himself through Christ. Whether Jew or Gentile, all Christians are now called chosen. Those are truths about what chosen can mean, but what can it not mean? To be chosen does not mean that God chose some to love and some to not love before any were ever born. God loves everyone, and everyone can believe in him. We get that from John chapter 3, verse 16. And it doesn't mean that some people shouldn't be told about the gospel because God hasn't chosen them to be saved. The Bible teaches that God wants all people to believe in him and be saved. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and trust in him alone for salvation, you are saved and you are therefore chosen because your identity is in Christ, not in yourself. Believers are chosen by God for a purpose, to be made holy and blameless in Christ. By faith in Jesus Christ, God declares you holy in His sight. To be holy means to be declared set apart from sin. God declares you holy because of your faith in Jesus Christ, not your behavior. It absolutely amazes me that God looks upon me and calls me holy in His sight. Doesn't that amaze you? 
the Bible term for being made holy is sanctification. And it means more than just being set apart from sin. It also means having a different status before God. Every believer has been set apart as God's special beloved possession for His exclusive use. Sanctified ones are called holy people and saints in the New Testament, as the Ephesians are called saints in chapter 1, verse 1. You are also being made holy in your thoughts, words, and actions by the work of the Holy Spirit. This is ongoing from the moment of salvation until the Lord comes or you die, when your being made holy is complete. The Spirit transforms us into the likeness of Christ so that we become in thought and behavior what we are in status, holy as God is holy. All of Ephesians chapters 4, 5, and 6 describe what that looks like. Because you've trusted in Christ and are now found in Him, you can know and live with confidence that in His eyes you are perfected and no longer flawed, blameless. Being chosen to be holy and blameless is one blessing jewel in our treasure chest. Here's another one. The blessing jewel of being predestined for adoption. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 says this, In love He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance with His pleasure and will. Predestined is another word or concept that causes confusion and usually some anger. Predestined means that God had determined or decided something beforehand. Jesus' crucifixion was part of God's predetermined plan. Believers being conformed to the likeness of Jesus is part of God's predetermined plan. Being chosen to be holy and blameless is part of that predetermined plan. Here in verse 5, God predetermined our adoption as sons and daughters. Now, adoption was a big deal among the Greeks and Romans, who granted the adopted son all the privileges of a natural son, including inheritance rights. You, as his adopted child, receive the full inheritance that God gave to Jesus to give to you. It has nothing to do with gender. It has everything to do with status. God does this because of His love for you. Predestined does not mean that you are a puppet with no control over your destiny. God's rules are clear. Individuals choose to believe in Christ and receive all the spiritual blessings plus heaven. Or individuals choose to not believe and receive nothing plus eternal separation from God. In love, our God predestined us to be adopted as His natural children and heirs. You are a daughter of Almighty God. God predestined you for that. That's another blessing jewel in your treasure chest. But wait! You also have the blessing jewels of redemption, forgiveness, and being lavished with God's grace. Ephesians 1 verses 6-8 through 8 say this, to the praise of His glorious grace, which He has freely given us in the one He loves. In Christ we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. What is the jewel of redemption through His blood? In the last podcast, 
We talked about how everyone born on this planet is born into the kingdom of darkness where Satan blinds their minds and where the world entices their rebellion against God through gratifying their sinful desires. Romans chapter 6 describes this bondage as slavery to sin, where the slave master's sin calls the shots. Obedience comes too easily, but you are released from all of that when you trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible calls this redemption. To redeem means to buy back or pay a ransom price for freedom. Christ paid your price for redemption with his own blood. God redeems you to rescue you from the dominion of darkness and bring you into his wonderful light. You then become the possession of a loving, merciful God and can live in the security of your freedom from bondage to sin. You have a new master now with greater power living inside of you, the Spirit of God himself. God's power can give you freedom from any entrapping sin. Having redemption means you have been released and are no longer in bondage to sin and guilt. You now have the freedom to live a life that pleases God in every way. That's the jewel of redemption. Then there's the jewel of forgiveness of sins. Many of us carry the guilt of our sins like a heavy burden weighing us down. All of our debt of sin before God is enormous. We can never pay for it all. But God stepped in and did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. He transferred our sin to a substitute, Jesus, and it was taken away. Once you place your faith in Jesus Christ, whatever you've done that was wrong in God's eyes from the time you were born through the time of your death has been canceled, taken away, all of it, past, present, and future, nailed to the cross. At the moment of your salvation, forgiveness is complete and continual. Ephesians chapter 1 Verse 7 says that in Christ you possess forgiveness of sins. You have been forgiven and are no longer burdened by your sin and guilt. That's the jewel of forgiveness. This next jewel makes my heart soar. The jewel of being lavished with His grace. What do you think about when you hear the word lavished? I told you it's one of my favorite words. To lavish means to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. God's grace is poured out upon us richly. He lavishes us with it. God is not stingy with His grace. Someone who doesn't understand God's grace might be looking at this teaching and looking at all the imperfect Christians walking around planet Earth and think that God is being reckless because we certainly don't deserve it. Reckless is extravagant. God's grace is extravagantly reckless toward us. Grace is what God does to make men and women acceptable to Him. We can't earn such favor. We don't deserve such favor. And we will never merit such favor. God's grace is summed up in the name, person, and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We receive this favor or acceptance from God as a free gift through faith in Christ. And grace is continually being given to us for daily living as well. Being redeemed, forgiven, and lavished with His grace are beautiful blessing jewels in our treasure chest. 
so is the next one. The Blessing Jewel of Revelation. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 say this, With all wisdom and understanding, He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. A mystery in the Bible is something that is kept hidden in the heart of God until He chooses to reveal it. God has made known to us a mystery that was kept in His heart until Christ came. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul wrote that part of the mystery being revealed is that the Gentiles and the Jews are joined together through the gospel into this one body called the body of Christ. We'll discover more about that in the next lesson. But right here in Ephesians chapter 1, we see another part of God's plan for the future revealed to us so we can know it. His future plan will bring all things in heaven and on earth together under the headship of Christ, under His powerful authority and leadership. What God planned in the past and enabled in the present through Christ and the cross will be put into effect universally in the future. We get to know about this now. Things will finally make sense at the right time, of course, which He hasn't revealed to us. We know the what, but we don't know the when. Why does God give us this revelation? It is to give us hope as we live in this fallen world. Hope is tremendously important. We're part of Jesus' heavenly kingdom now. One day we'll be part of His kingdom on earth. What God has promised will happen. Woohoo! The blessing jewel of Revelation is great to have in our treasure chest. The last one I want to cover in this podcast is the blessing jewel of being sealed and secured by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 say this, When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Remember that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Our God is one God but three persons. The Spirit is not an impersonal it or simply an influence, but He is a personal being just as the Father and the Son are persons. The Holy Spirit is the first gift we receive from God when we trust in Jesus for salvation. He's the one who gives spiritual life to the spiritually blind and dead person the moment she believes in Jesus. He delivers to us all the blessing jewels in our treasure chest. He also marks every Christian with the seal of God's ownership. What does that mean? Well, a seal in New Testament times was a form of identification used to authenticate and protect legal documents. It's kind of like a copyright today. A document was rolled up, a small pool of melted wax was placed across the overlapping edges, and a signet ring belonging to the official was pressed into the wax. The seal carried with it the idea of ownership, identification, security, permanence, and completeness. God marks His people as His own through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. What does that mean for you? Well, God's seal means that you are wanted, valuable, and important. 
It means that you are God's child and will receive all the inheritance promised to his children, such as heaven, new bodies, and living with Christ in his kingdom. It means that you are prepared through all your blessing jewels for your life in Christ on earth and also for life in heaven. God the Father does the sealing. The Holy Spirit is the seal. It takes place the moment you believe in Jesus Christ. Nowhere are you exhorted to ask for it, so it must be universal and immediate. It is also permanent. There is no power greater than God who can break that seal, including you. We are guaranteed all that God has promised for our future. The Holy Spirit being present within us assures us that we are God's possession, that He won't forget about us when Jesus returns, that we go to be with Him when we die, that our sins will never again count against us, that we are new creatures, and that all those spiritual blessing jewels in Christ are ours forever. These are your spiritual blessings in Christ to be enjoyed now, meeting the deepest needs of your heart. These have nothing to do with your finances, your health, or your earthly family status. They will never rust, rot, or disappear. These treasures given to you in Christ are more valuable than anything you could provide for yourself. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with the confidence that the treasure you have in Him is more powerful and valuable than anything you could substitute for Him. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 16 of Satisfied.